David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shans himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you'll also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com you're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where you find really, really cool people who have done really, really cool stuff and they can teach you how they've done their cool things. Okay, so um, we have a very special guest, which is Dr. Bobby Price. But before we get into that... Um, Donnie is really going to get upset if I don't ask her how her week went. Oh you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the weirdest thing. So let's just See what I mean? let's all just right. be, let's just begin. So Donnie, how was your week? Well, first of all, I'd like to correct you and welcome everybody to the Donnie and David edition of the Social Proof Podcast. Okay, right? Yeah, we're going to do that correctly this week. My week has been fantastic. Tell My week why. has been uh, really fantastic. Um, I got a lot done. Since we last met, I have a lot. I got a lot done. Um, my dog is doing a whole lot better. Good, good, good. Since we last met, he's no longer on the critical list. Um, and I ate out nearly every day this week, which you know I'm a foodie. What'd you eat? Don't listen. What'd you have? No, because you were no, nah, because soon as we got Doctor Bobby here talking about health, listen, I'm like, I yeah, I do. Right. I'm, I'm taking care of my body. All right. I do. I ate out. I did eat out nearly every day this week, but I deserved it because I've been doing really well and cooking and doing all this stuff. And I just felt like treating just me. I wanted to spend some time with myself, some like self love and self care. What did week. you have though? Um, I had a lot of things, David. Chicken? No, actually, I didn't have any Steak? chicken. I had a lot of sushi this week. Sushi, yeah. Dr. Bobby. Let's talk about it, man. <laughs> now, I, I, I how had, about that sushi, brother? I had cooked. Sushi, but I do eat seafood. I eat whatever I, I listen. I do eat <laughs> seafood, um, but I did have cooked sushi this week. I had a lot of cream corn, and for your information, I uh, overindulged on the emerald kale salad at Houston's, which is nothing but lettuce and cabbage and peanuts. Mm. Oh, so you had just the kale salad, or you had, or that was an appetizer? Just the, just the kale salad. That's it. You can ask my mom. You have anything else? Okay, that was one day out of every day of the week. That was definitely Just one day out of every day. Just take mental notes what because we're going to eat all this stuff on body. Listen, so. I occasionally tell lies about my diet. <laughs> David, how was your week? My week was awesome. My week was awesome. I uh, got a lot done. I'm starting to structure my days out now. So uh, Mondays is, I'm literally, from my morning call I have all my coaching my coaching clients. I teach them how to build their t-shirt brand. So we meet every single week and it's like back to back, my fourth power cohort. Where we're teaching people like the um, the DISC uh, assessment. We have that at 11. Then uh, me and my boy Dewan, we are writing a book. So we have that at 1230 and we just record the audio. We send it over to get transcribed. We're finishing that book. And then now I'm getting to 
video, like the, the podcast, pulling out the clips from four to seven. So Monday, I'm locked in my office all day. Wow. I think I'm going to enjoy that lifestyle. Okay. And then Wednesday, we play basketball. Indeed. In the morning. You know Indeed. what I'm saying? So Indeed. just starting to li- literally, like just not letting my schedule get away from me. And then we scheduled out podcast recordings on Sunday morning and Thursday morning. Thursday morning. <clears throat> so just just locking in certain things, just like a job. It's a really you know? good time to be really intentional about your day. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, really for good sure. time for that like, uh, right now. How, how was your week, Dr. Bobby? Fantastically well. Okay. Yeah, like, um, blessed, man. Very productive, well-balanced, taking care of me, taking care of other people. So, yeah, it was fantastically good. well, man. Well, good. Well, welcome to the show, man. Um, I'd like you to kind of introduce yourself to those that don't know, and then let's talk about how bad sushi is for your immune system. <laughs> um, I'm Dr. Bobby <laughs> Price, plant-based pharmacist and nutritionist, uh, author of Education Over Medication. Uh, I'm a trained pharmacist. I work for the FDA, also as a clinical pharmacist in a hospital. Uh, but now I just push herbs, plants, and teach people how to heal themselves and reclaim their health. Mm. For sure. And we get, we can kind of get into your story. You were on episode, I don't know what episode that was. What episode were you on, Bobby? Do you remember? I don't no? know. You remember? It, it seems like Go it's been like a lifetime message. ago, but the, I think the dope thing is... 48, Bobby. 48? Episode 48. Yeah, we've grown since then. We got new mics and everything. We got Man, a, I was a co-host. Just saying it. You know what I'm saying? I was just saying it. I yeah. was just saying it. So if if you want to hear Dr. Bobby's story, let's um you know go to episode forty eight, check that out. But okay, let's talk about the sushi and cream corn. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what does sushi do to your body? Oh, we really going? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that's dope. Daddy needs to know. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> Daddy needs to know, brother. That's dope. Uh, let's qualify my sushi first of all. It was rice. It was avocado. It was cucumber, and it was a piece of fried shrimp. Let's start with the rice and the fried shrimp. Let's go rice first. I feel like you're including me on this, like... This attack on attack. Okay, all right, well, let's, let's, let's not get into it just yet. We are, just promise me we'll touch on it. Okay, we can touch on it. I know that rice is synthetic. Okay. <laughs> okay. In most cases, okay. right? I don't think so in all cases. Not all cases, but yeah, there, there was a case where they found, like, a lot of synthetic rice, especially in African countries. Mm-hmm which we can now assume that they're making that same rice here in America as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. So you want to really look for whole grain rice? Uh, actually, um, I always tell people to go with ancient grains. So wild rice, mm-hmm. uh, quinoa, um, things of that nature. Quinoa is rice? No, it's not a rice. It's, it's actually, You're saying just do it like a substitute? Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It's actually a seed. Oh, okay, okay. So no uh, jasmine rice? <laughs> it's so delicious though, isn't it? It's, not, it's so delicious. It's delicious. Golly. It's delicious for a reason. You know, what What happens is, and just to give people a little bit of background why, um, when you take a grain and then you pull out all of the fiber and you pull out all of the nutrients, the only thing that's left behind is the sugar. Mm-hmm. So even though we don't look at rice like sugar, that's essentially what's left over when you get the rice. So that's why it tastes so good. That's why it's so soft. Mm. Yeah. Got you. And quinoa is so firm. Indeed. Kind of crunchy and dense. Um, I mean, you can make it light and fluffy, mm. depending on how you cook it. It's so uninteresting, however. (laughs) But the name is it. 
No, the name is not. Okay. Right, right. I remember my first my first experience with quinoa, and I was going into a restaurant attempting to order it. I couldn't pronounce it. I didn't know. I'm like, can I get the quinoa bowl? <laughs> quinoa bowl? <laughs> I don't know. What was going on? She's like, you mean quinoa? Oh, I'm sorry. You have to correct me with this whole line. But, right. <laughs> but you know, you know what's cool is so I went plant based, vegan, however you want to call it, in 2011. And I can tell you, I didn't know anybody who was vegan, vegetarian, and so I was eating things that are very common today, like avocados I had never eaten before. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a whole new world. Yeah. Let's actually get into that because I think that. Um, where we are in terms of just overall crisis, right, with, with, with what's happening with a lot of people. We were talking a little bit off camera, and mm. you made a good point about um, a lot of illness, particularly coronavirus, can be prevented if we adopt preventative maintenance, right? right? And I think a lot of times, especially for the, de- the demographic of people that we have that watch this, we are very reactive, yeah. We get a headache first, and then we figure out what happened. We get a belly mm. ache, and then we try to go back right. and figure out what happened. What? How do we correct that? Well, well, first of all, I don't even think we try to figure out what happened. We just treat it. We just try to remove the symptoms, which in my mm. opinion is like you got a check engine light, and you go to the mechanic, and he takes the cable off the battery, and the light goes away. Mm-hmm. You haven't really mm. addressed the issue. Like if you need an oil change, you haven't changed the oil. And so in many cases, I think what we're doing is we're going to the pharmacy, we're going to our doctors, getting these OTC and prescription medications that are directed OTC, at... OTC, over-the-counter. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Put oh, that together. Oh, look at you. you know what I mean? Genius. Yeah. Just want to make sure we on it. Jack of all trades. What? You feel me? I went to college for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, you know so Try to get words by me. <laughs> we go there and we get things that turn our symptoms off. Right. I mean, even if it's everything from... OT, OTC meds to prescription meds when it comes to our blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns the symptoms off. It changes our biochemistry, but what it doesn't do is correct the issue, the underlying issue. And so that's sort of what I was talking about, the importance of, you know, we're going through a pandemic and the leadership has given us, you know, shelter in place, wear a mask, and wash your hands. And although these are things that can be useful, the most useful thing you have in your tool belt is your immunity. Mm -hmm. If your immunity is strong, even if you get the coronavirus, you will probably have no symptoms. Mm -hmm. And the vast majority of people who get coronavirus don't have symptoms. Mm -hmm. They don't even know they have it. They go, they want to go out of the country, they get the test and like, damn, I got the coronavirus. So it's that susceptible part of the population who aren't eating well, who don't have a healthy lifestyle, and as a result, it suppressed their immune system that they have complications and they have fears about the whole pandemic because, you know, they've talked about it. 90% of people who got the coronavirus had either severe or fatal symptoms. Mm -hmm. They had a comorbidity, meaning they had hypertension, they had diabetes, they were obese. So Mm -hmm. Mm, so it's it's, it's all this stuff that we have already that inflames our coronavirus symptoms. Yeah, and that's right. a that's a perfect word to you use, inflamed, because it's important to understand from a like a virus standpoint, the virus itself isn't what kills you. Okay? I can go with HIV. Most people who die of HIV, they die of sarcoma, they die of a cancer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with the flu. Most people who have really bad flu, the complications are coming from the pneumonia. So it's the inflammation in the lungs that is really causing the issue. Same mm. thing when you look at it with the coronavirus. Most people who are having severe symptoms, it's the inflammation. It's your your immune system response to the coronavirus gotcha. that is causing you to have the severe uh, symptoms. Gotcha. If I want to, uh, I want to improve my immune system, but I'm not trying to go vegan. What are some steps? Like, cause yeah. it's the people I, I want to live healthy, but salmon is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my, my, my taste buds run my life. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. No, I'm not that good with it. I'm better than most. I don't eat everything. I'm okay. some sort of health conscious, but what is, what is like the first step to say, okay, I'm not like going to be the complete picture of health, but want to take a step in the right direction. Yeah, well, I, I think it's really important, especially for your audience, because your audience is entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, sure. is to understand that I always tell people, because I work with a lot of CEOs uh, individually with their health, and what I've discovered is, is that CEOs put all this work into their business and they make their business very functional, very automated, very healthy, but they don't do the same things for themselves. Mm. Like they're not getting enough sleep. They're not eating well. They're not eating at the right times. They're doing everything that they're not doing for the business. Mm. And so what I always tell people is, you know, the first and most important step to actually changing your life or even changing because that's going to change your business's life as well is you have to first do no harm. Like it's with your business, right? Like you wouldn't go out and buy a Lamborghini if you can't afford it, and now you can't invest money back into the business, right? Right. So the first thing you have to do is first do no harm. So you have to eliminate a lot of the things that are causing the harm in the first place, and we just talked about that, and that's inflammatory foods. So, But it's I, everything. Is, is everything do harm? Well, so, not everything. But. Well, it's everything that you haven't, you don't choose to focus on. So it's, you know, it's everything that's not fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Right. Those things are anti-inflammatory. So in your instruction, uh, in your programs, do you only believe that plant-based is the proper way to eat? Or do you also teach moderation if you're going to entertain other types of food? I really don't believe in moderation. Let Let me explain why. And the best example I always give people is if you want to quit smoking, if you want to stop having an addiction to cocaine, moderation isn't going to help you. I agree. And unfortunately... scale back on the coke a little bit? <laughs> or, you know, like people go from a pack a day to right, half a pack a day. But the damage to... is still occurring. You see what I'm saying? Like a pack versus two pack, the damage is still occurring. You see what I'm saying? Like... Not as bad, though. Uh, it's still occurring. Like a one pack a day versus two pack a day is still doing the same, almost the same amount of damage. Mm. And so, like, I think that's a really important thing to understand. And the other thing I, I say with moderation is, is that a lot of times we don't understand we have an addiction to food because a lot of the addiction is actually baked and cooked into the food. You know, my background is chemistry. So mm-hmm. I used to work as a food chemist. Yeah. And I understand the things that they put into a chip or any type of food that make you addicted to it which is why they always say you can't have just one. That's a fact. I mm-hmm. a ha- I, no matter how big the bag is, yeah. I'm eating at least half that joint. Yeah, so all of, all of the addiction is baked and cooked in there, and there's a lot of the ingredients when you turn it around on the label 
and you look at it, it sounds like a chemistry set because mm. we use chemistry to determine what points of infliction in your brain says that it gives a dopamine response, the same response that you would get if you got a thousand likes, the same response that you would get if a girl mm. said, hey, I like you. Like, we can target your brain just like that. And it does, we do that in the food industry. Well, I want to say we, but they do that in the food industry. And so that's why, in my opinion, I, I don't necessarily teach or preach moderation. What I give you is the whole picture, and then you have to make a decision based upon your health. Mm -hmm. Because what we've discovered is there's blue zones all around the world. Mm -hmm. um, I lived in one for four, four years in Okinawa, What's Japan. A blue zone? And a blue zone is basically a population of people who live to 100, no disease, and primarily eat a plant-based diet. Wow. Mm. Okay. These are the people who live the longest. So in Okinawa, Japan, they have had a population of people called centenarians who live the longest, no disease, die basically in their sleep, and they eat primarily plants. 97, mm. 97% of their diet is plants. Wow. Okay. And so based upon those populations, I mean, there's one in Italy, there's one here in America, the Aventus, Loma Linda. And Blue Zones, it's just an area where everybody just agrees on this particular lifestyle? Well, it's just the population that this is their culture, this is their wow. tradition. Costa oh. Rica, they have one. And so this is people who, based upon their culture and their traditions, we eat the, and live this way. Mm. And those five populations, which are in Italy, Costa Rica, Japan, they're spread out around the world. They show us this is the this is not necessarily the fountain of use, but this is the fountain of longevity. This is how you live a long life and a high quality life. Meaning, I'm, I know people who are in their 90s, but they're in a in a senior home and they have dementia. And they've had dementia for the last 30 years. They've had high blood pressure for the last 30. That's not a high quality of life. These people are living to 100 plus years. And I'm watching them bike up hills, garden, you know, mm. do things that people in their 30s and 40s are doing. Mm. And so based upon, you know, being able to travel around the world and actually see these people, talk with these people, it just showed me that if you want to live a long, high-quality life, and that's the most important thing, not just long, but a high-quality life, then unfortunately a plant-based lifestyle is going to be the best diet for you. Now, even with that being said, um, so we get I, – I, I am – Vegan on and off, right? Mm -hmm. I think maybe once a year. You're not vegan. What are <laughs> well, you talking well, about? Can I finish what I'm saying? <laughs> David, did I do something to I'm you today? I'm vegan on and off. <laughs> I am what? vegan. I, I go vegan, but, and I say it this way because there are so many people who do this. Yeah. Um, we are fourth quarter, so we're just a couple of months away from a new year, right? Yeah. And one of the biggest um, resolutions after money is health. Oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go vegan. Which is backwards. Yeah. Because your health gives you a lot of wealth. Not just wealth in the sense of I feel good, I have more energy, but mm -hmm. it makes you able to produce more. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then, and so people at that time, what we're seeing now is a lot of people who say, oh, well, I'm going vegan you know, at the top of the year for a period of time. So yeah. you already plan this ending to where you're going to go back to an unhealthy lifestyle. Right. Um, 
and then they are I've been learning a lot about vitamins lately and absorption and the fact that like uh, vitamins that come encapsulated or in any type of pill form you're not really getting the absorption into your bloodstream as if you were to just eat lettuce or kale or right. carrots what are your thoughts on um, like multivitamins supplements mm-hmm. um, th- that's exactly what they are they are a supplement to the foundation and I think people take the vitamins as the foundation. Like they'll get, you know, some BCAAs, they'll get some vitamin D, some B12. Like they get all these list of vitamins that they take on a daily basis. But vitamins in that sense, one, are to be supplemented. They're just a supplement to the foundation of the healthy lifestyle you're supposed to be mm-hmm. living. So they're only to add to Mm-hmm. The other thing is we have a misunderstanding of vitamins, minerals, and trace elements in traditional medicine. And so we spread that ignorance to the lay people. Mm-hmm. And that that ignorance is, is that we think that vitamins and minerals work like drugs. Mm-hmm. Where you got high blood pressure, you take this for the high blood pressure. Right. You got diabetes, you take this for the diabetes. You got to have a separate one for this. But in nature, vitamins and minerals work cohesively together, meaning like, you get your vitamin D from the sun. When it hits your skin, there's enzymes inside of your skin that are able to convert the sunlight into vitamin D. Mm-hmm. But if you're deficient in magnesium, which 70% of the population is, then you won't be able to make that conversion. You know, it's so crazy. I'm listening to you talk about um, these vitamins. And we talked a little bit off camera, and I told you that I actually dealt with coronavirus earlier yeah. this year. And... Um, originally I didn't know what it was. So I was just like downing Tylenol. And then even when we found out what it was at that time, our leadership was saying, just take Tylenol, lay down. Which is, right? which is the worst advice. It I, was I, the worst. He also said something about bleach. He also said, I didn't try that. <laughs> I, wasn't, same guy. I wasn't that bold. <laughs> I wasn't that bold. Shout out to the bleach. Um, but when I was doing the Tylenol, not only wasn't I getting better, I was actually getting worse, yep. right? And so um, I start, I, I'm the research queen. Um, actually, I have a similar experience as you. My, my major in college was chemical engineering. Okay. And I worked in a plant manufacturing one of the most dangerous chemicals in the world, which is high fructose corn syrup. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, didn't stay there long. Um, but because of some of the side effects of it, I started to really dig deep into uh, natural remedies and natural supplements and, and all that stuff. So I said to my mom when I wasn't feeling well, I'm like, go and get me, you know, vitamin D and elderberry and uh, magnesium, yeah. zinc. Taking those things is actually when I began to see an improvement. And it's interesting as it relates, as you're talking about, it works in addition to just the natural organic things that you do. During that time, I couldn't eat my regular diet. I didn't mm. have an appetite, right? Yeah. So I didn't want steak and I didn't want salmon or seafood or anything. I was literally drinking a ginger and turmeric soup every day and then taking those supplements. And that is when I started to get better. It's so amazing how just the natural resources that God has provided us is what It's always enough. Will heal us. It's always enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Very much so. Let me ask you, would you date somebody that's not vegan? It's tough. That's That's a tough question. But and I say that because from a non-judgmental standpoint, I believe that meeting somebody that you're like you connect with and you guys 
are in alignment with each other and you vibrate well, um, I think it can overcome that. But in the long run, like if every time she orders steak, you look at like it's not even me uh, seeing the steak. When I see the steak, I don't see when I see them eating like I don't see self love, and I know that. Ooh, I really? Be, yeah. I don't, so basically, when you see a person eating a steak, you're like, God, you can't possibly love yourself. Not if you're with me and I'm educating you. So after the education, yeah. basically you're saying first date, you eat the steak, great. But we're spending three months together now. You've seen and heard and learned from me. And if you can still eat yeah. that steak, you can't possibly love yeah, yourself. It's, it's, first of all, it's my responsibility as a man when you come in my space. I have to uplift you. I have to I have to provide light where there's darkness. What if they just don't agree? Then they don't agree, then we don't agree with our lifestyle. Oh, so basically because so the say, answer is no. I couldn't really so date anybody. You will not commit long term to a, a non vegan. Yes, that's the answer. See what you asked was like a cutthroat question. Yeah, for sure. But if I met somebody who was amazing and I think amazing people, once they come into new information, they always have an open mind to say, like, I have new information now. I have to make an adjustment to the new information. You understand? And What if she tries to inform you that uh, you need steak for protein? Well, I, I can say this. That you're not growing. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I can say this. My perspective is based on the fact that um, I have education on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an exercise physiologist. I'm a chemist. I have a doctorate in pharmacy. I'm a nutritionist. I'm an herbalist. That's what my education. Also, I spent about four years traveling the world studying with people who heal people naturally. Yeah. Mm. So that's what my education sure. and my experience is based on. I think everybody's entitled to their perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that even mine is right or wrong. But what I do know is, is that using my perspective has helped a lot of people achieve a lot of my, a lot of health. Let me ask you yeah. this. Do you ever slip? No. So Not, you will well, never, like Thanksgiving, like never, there, never any animal products. Never animal products, but no. you may do the bad vegan stuff. Yeah, what's your, what's your slip? What's your slip? Hybrid, fr- hybrid fruits and vegetables. So like 90% of what I eat is what is called alkaline. And every, my slips are like, I'll eat something that's not alkaline. Um, so, oh, is it alkaline or alkaline? Alkaline, alkaline. Same thing? Tomato, yeah. tomato. I didn't know if yeah. it was like a Porsche, Porsche. I, well, I'm going to be educated. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start telling everybody, I don't, that ain't alkaline. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You just put me on. You educated me. Good luck. A little alky. Yeah, so <laughs> those are my slips. It's never like animal products. It's, I stay away from like a lot of junk food. Give me an example of a slip. Give us an example, yeah. yeah. A slip is like, like, Eggplant. Eggplant is not alkaline. Pineapple is not alkaline. Wait, pineapple isn't? No. I've been totally banned. Dang, so you're cheating when you eat a pineapple. Like, ah, let me just I go. I put pineapples in my smoothie Dang, every it. day. Yeah, so like, I'm, I mean, and this isn't to like discourage people. Like, this is my choice because what happens is as you, as you go down this rabbit hole of eating healthy, what you would start to see is, is that as you get healthier, you become less tolerant of things that aren't healthy. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, like they make papaya, but a large majority of my papaya is GMO, like it's mm-hmm. genetically modified. It comes mm-hmm. from uh, Hawaii, and most people don't know that. 
Well, if I decided that day to have a GMO papaya, I'm going to feel that. Mm. You see that? Like, I'm going to notice the difference. Right, it's going to be a shock. Versus, like, somebody, <clears throat> Dave, who eats that papaya, he may be like, this is great. I so feel like, amazing. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> help you out here. So, you put it on Instagram, help your lifestyle. Right. <laughs> so, because now, like, because what I, I believe is when you eat really healthy, it, it, it heightens your senses. Yeah. And when you don't eat healthy, it dulls your senses. That's why you have to have so much of it. Yeah. Because you're trying to overcompensate. Kind of the same effect for meat eaters, right? Like I can tell I don't eat pork. And if pork is in my food in any capacity, I can tell. Like yeah. I'm immediately nauseous, not feeling good. I have to get it out of there. Yeah. So is it the same? That's the same. And I always tell people like, you know, first of all, I'm not, a, like I will sit at the table with people eating meat and it's, it's not me eating meat. I'm not going to gag. You know what I'm saying? But I always tell people when they're like, are you offended by this? I'm like, no. I was like, the only reason you love the meat is because of the plants that were put on it. The seasoning is all plants. Yeah, it's the kind of So you, if you t- you minus the seasonings, which is plants, you couldn't eat that meat. That's, that, that's very true, right? You, you couldn't just take a piece of chicken, boil it, it would be disgusting. It. In plain water. It's called water. kosher chicken. It's disgusting. <laughs> but but I will say this. I agree there. We don't, you don't love the steak. You love the char on the steak. You love the seasoning. Mm-hmm. You like the condiments that go with it, right? Like right. sauce dippers. What you, re- you can dip that sauce on almost anything, oh, right? right? However, I have tried turning tofu into fried chicken. Not the same. It's not the same. Also, <laughs> cauliflower wings. Oh, yeah. cauliflower wings be hitting. It is, but it ain't but a it wing. But it don't taste though. like a wing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't taste like a wing. Yeah. And so I think um, one of the disconnects, especially in the black community, we're always one of the things that get me about veganism or or popular veganism is that you go into restaurants, and I think one of the problems and why it's so difficult for people to convert is because you go and you look at fried chick in, take the E out, right? Apostrophe in. And you look at um, pizza and then you get this and it's clearly a different taste, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've always wondered, like, why can't we just name it what it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think for the most part, and I don't like, I don't like when something is like called fried chicken or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's stupid to me. Right. (laughs) But I think for the most part, we're, as humans, we're very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And so because we're so nostalgic, we're always looking for that. We always want that old thing back. Yeah. And so even when we move on to, like, let's say, for instance, a new relationship and we, like, hate the other person that we just left, we still love them, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we may mm-hmm. go out and and that's debatable. that <laughs> next person may be a shade of the old person. Yeah. Right? Because your taste is still the same. Right. Mm. And I, that's the same thing that happens with food. You're still in love with the texture uh, that comes with meat. It's not the meat itself. Because, like, I see that. at the end of the day, like, it's all about texture. It's like rice has a te- texture. Um, you know, kale has a texture. You know, whatever. Meat has a texture. What you're trying to get is those reminiscent textures back. Yeah. And so the idea of like naming it, you know, things that resemble like animal products, I think is just first of all, it's like an identifier. So it's easy to sell. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then second of all, I think it's just for nostalgic purposes. Got you. Yeah. It wasn't easy for me to even be open to trying vegan dishes um, until I realized or until I processed in my head, I'm not going to be eating anything that tastes like fried chicken. It's just not going to happen. Right. Um, I'm actually eating cauliflower. Yeah. I am actually eating yeah. kale. You I'm need to be okay with that. And I, I just had, I had to like Donnie grow up. Yeah, and it, I think it's our brain <laughs> trigger because we yeah. know we're eating, we we know we're eating the like the the, the vegetable. You know right. what I'm saying? Our, our right. brain triggers. Yeah. And real quick, okay, back to like the dating thing, right? If does it change intimacy level? Because you are what you eat, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So on on an intimate level, yeah. Is like what's the difference in experience? Yeah, I, mean, experience, I have that, heard so much. Well, I, I, could, I could tell you when when I went plant based, I was dating somebody. I thought I was doing an excellent job in the bedroom. I thought like, no, we good there. Mm-hmm. And then I went plant based, and I was a big guy. I was like maybe two fifty at my biggest, mm-hmm. and you know I'm two. I'm like six one, six two, so mm-hmm. it didn't look horrible on me. All right. And so uh, I lose weight and I get down to 200. So I lose, I lose 50 pounds. Right. And so I look different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look different to people when, you know, like 10 years before doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't the person she met. And so she was like, well, it looks funny right now. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but libido like it it makes everything better (laughs) (laughs) and it really does it really does change your libido Mm. i mean you know uh not to be too vivid but it's like getting a a 13 year old erection versus a 50 year old erection Mm. a 13 year old's erection gonna be up like this right right a 50-year-old is going to be out like this. Right, right. And that is the difference. <laughs> it makes a difference, brother. <laughs> All right. So, what, what about on a female side in terms of, I mean, maybe you don't have the experience, but um, how does a healthy lifestyle oh, yeah, change yeah, yeah. a woman? Yeah, so I, what I can say is because I've been working with people more individually inside of my group detox program mm-hmm. where they're going plant-based, but they're also doing my detox. And what I have seen is emotionally, they're different. Mm-hmm. They uh, have more mental clarity. Uh, they have higher spirits. I've also seen uh, in almost every case, their periods all, almost get cut in half. So they may mm-hmm. have like a five or six day period, and now they have a two or three day period, wow. which means that it's changed their hormones in their body as well. So it makes a dramatic shift. I can see that yeah. because you're not impacted by the chemicals anymore. And the vast majority of food has hormones in it. Yeah. 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 And, and honestly, it's very important to note that it's not just non-vegan food. Vegan foods have hormones and chemicals in them as well. Yeah. And we were talking about that. So that's why I don't necessarily self-identify with being vegan. Mm -hmm. I say plant-based alkaline because, you know, you could be vegan and eat a bunch of vegan junk food. I mean, some Doritos and Oreos are actually Beyond vegan. burgers. Vegan. You, yeah, you impossible burgers. You know, so know, like, it doesn't necessarily... Hold on, I want to just put a pin in that It doesn't mean that you're eating For healthy. the people... No. It does not mean... a point. Okay. Because no. it's all about, like, the movement of veganism was started by a guy named Donald Watson, I believe, in England in 1944. It was all about more compassion and love for animals. Yeah. 
So the whole movement wasn't about eating healthy. It was more about, you know, actually having more compassion for animals and not eating animal products or consuming or, or buying animal products. So no leather, things gotcha. of that nature. Are you that type too? Are you like the no leather? Uh, well, if I already have it, I have it. But like right now, you're not going to go buy like a leather belt. Nah, because it's unnecessary now because yeah. there's so many options. Yeah. So for me, I don't. But you got like, leather in that portion really, there. Though, really, brother. really, my <laughs> whole focus is like showing people and myself like this is about being healthier internally, mm-hmm. which is going to make my outside vi- environment more healthier, mm-hmm. but also about the whole idea of more being able to connect more. Because I really feel like the healthier you are, the more you connect with yourself and the more you could able to connect with others as well. I like that. Yeah. Here's something that I realized um, that just became, and it's been here all our lives, all my life, and I just noticed it. I stood in the grocery store and realized that we should really be eating from the outside. Yeah. Everything on the aisles is trash. Yeah, yeah. Eighty mm. to ninety percent. Eighty to ninety percent of the food didn't exist fifty years ago. Everything, guys. No, seriously. When you're in the grocery store, if you're spending the majority of your time walking up and down aisles, your diet is full of trash. Yeah. Everything that you need that's healthy is on the outside. All of your fruits and vegetables, all of your raw fruits and vegetables, yeah. which is important. So Very you know, a so. lot of people have like the frozen fruit, which is. Decent, right? But you yeah. still have to read labels and packaging because yeah. it's preservatives. Yeah. yeah. And what, what is the relationship between what you eat and how your brain operates? Because That's a huge relationship. Huge. And I say that because, you know, um, from a traditional medicine standpoint, when you see somebody who has depression, one of the first medications that we give them is what's called an SSRI or a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. It's to increase the amount of serotonin in the brain. And what is serotonin? Serotonin is this molecule that's called the happy molecule that's made in the gut. 90% of serotonin is made in the gut. So if you have an unhappy, unhealthy gut, you won't be making serotonin, which means that you will be uh, have mood issues, you will have depression, you may even have anxiety as a result of not having this one happy molecule. Mm. So there's a huge relationship between food and mood that people don't really make the connection with. Uh, but when you look at traditional medicine, we're treating it by trying to increase the amount of serotonin in the body. You know, And we know that 90% of serotonin is made inside of the gut, and it can't be made inside of the gut if you don't have good gut bacteria. Now, mm, what's good gut bacteria? Yeah. I'm sorry. What is yeah? So explain yeah. that. So just think about it. It's like, you know, it's essentially like a force, and inside of your. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Good. You have this bacteria that is there for a good cause, and then you have bacteria there that's for a bad cause. You're either feeding one or the other, okay? Now, on a good day, your, your good bacteria is supposed to be winning the war. This is what people typically will refer to as probiotics. Probiotics are the good bacteria that's inside of your gut. And we know that probiotics, again, like I just told you, is connected to immunity because of serotonin. It makes 90% of it. But we also know it's connected to our immunity because 80% of our immunity is also made in our gut as well. Okay? So that, and then on top of that, they're now doing research where they do what's called fecal transplants, where you actually can take the feces of a a healthy human, which I don't advise, and put it inside of a human who is, who is obese. And by simply changing that bacteria inside of the gut, it makes that person get slim. 
Wow. So now I'm not advising That's anybody disgusting. do that because it's <laughs> but, pretty disgusting. But right. what it's showing you is how important gut bacteria, bacteria is. It's not only controlling your mood, it's not only controlling your immunity, but it's controlling how much we weigh as well. So yeah. like that's why it's so important to understand like this good ba- bacteria, which is supposed to be in the gut, like in plenty. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing is the vast majority of people have the overgrowth of bad bacteria like yeast and parasites inside of the gut. Okay, and so that's why like even part of my detox, parasite candida cleanse yeah. is there to get rid of the parasites and the candida out of the body. Gotcha. How often do you recommend um, people cleanse yeah, or so, detox? Yeah, I, I would say you should detox essentially like an oil change. Like we do an oil change every three to four months for our cars, depending on what type of car you have. And we do that as maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that if you take that oil change a little bit longer, that car starts to run a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. It's the same things with our bodies. Unfortunately, like today, we live in a very toxic environment. The air is toxic or polluted. The water is polluted. We know that the food is polluted. We know that, you understand, the cosmetic and hygienic products that we use are polluted. And so we're taking in toxicity at a rate that our grandparents and great-grandparents never saw. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they were able to live to 100, you know, eating crazy things. But for 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 the most part, they were also eating out of gardens. Mm-hmm. So they weren't eating any of the crazy stuff. And even in our community, we primarily ate meat on Sundays because meat wasn't affordable up until the 50s because you had to go to a butcher and mm-hmm. get meat. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it was much more expensive. So when we compare ourselves to our, our grandparents, we can't do that because our lifestyles are different. Right. We live in a very toxic world today. So this is why I say that we have to do things like spring cleaning, not only for our homes or oil changes for our cars, like we have to do that for our bodies today. So that's why I recommend every three or four months. Now, would you recommend that that should be even, uh, that we should do it even sooner if you're a meat eater? Um, well, what, what I recommend is if you eat, <laughs> if you, if you eat an unhealthy diet, cause I try not to be judgmental, like, I grew up, my mother is very Southern. Mm-hmm. I grew up as her first son. Okay. And she fed me like I was her husband. <laughs> so, like, I come from a diet that is basically the diet that will, is a prescription for death. Mm. And so I try not to be judgmental is about that. Is your mom that. vegan? My mom is, like, 50-50. She getting there. Oh, so yeah. moms gets to be 50-50, but my try my mom, and attempt with it in January every year is just <laughs> frowned upon. Know, right? <laughs> everybody mom get a pass, though. Right. But um, I I think I think like from my perspective is it's like if you if you don't you need to start making a transition towards a healthier lifestyle. So and, basically you have no advice for an unhealthy diet other than first get healthy. What? what, what? <laughs> right. First do no harm. First do right. no so, harm. So it's almost, I think what Donnie is saying is like, yo, can I just eat what I want and then every three months just take a cleanse and I'm good. Um, that's called a yo-yo diet, which we know is very unhealthy. Like when people go from keto and then back to the standard American diet and then they try Jeannie Craig's, like that's a yo-yo diet. You're going all around the place. That's unhealthy? Very unhealthy. Why? 
it's very unhealthy because what you're doing with each time you're shifting macros. So this time you're eating a, high, a lot of carbohydrates. This time you're eating a lot of fats. This time when you're shifting macros like that, your body is going haywire because your body is always trying to create balance. Mm. And so as you're shifting back and forth between all these different diets, your body at some point is, is going to say, I don't know what to do with what you're doing. So your body likes mm. a routine. It likes a routine and it likes to establish this balance, this harmony inside of the body. So people who enjoy eating, uh, people who enjoy eating the same foods, like every single day they have oatmeal for breakfast, every single day for lunch they have a salad, every single day for dinner they have, you know, whatever they have. That's a good preferred. Well, as long as it's balanced. Because right. it has to be, even within being consistent, because I'm talking about being consistent, what you're talking about more is balance. And that's mm-hmm. an imbalance when you're doing just one thing. So let's say if that one thing were fruits, that's very different because different fruits have different mineral, vitamin, macros uh, in them. So as a result, you're going to get a diversity of nutrients in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's say you're eating the same salad with the same stuff in it. You're not getting a diversity. And in my opinion, uh, diversity is what leads to more creation, more life. Mm-hmm. It's when you start to conform and walk away from diversity, that's when you start to walk away from life. So you do need diversity in what you eat. Wow. Okay. So being inconsistent is dangerous. Being inconsistent and not having balance is very yeah. dangerous. In, in terms of like... Like start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Yes. Like you need to yes. like make a commitment or yeah, you got don't make, don't like almost like the attempt of if you know your pattern, if you know you're not going to be consistent or you're going to do like a a ninety day or a sixty day push, that's more unhealthy than just eating whatever you're going to eat anyway. Uh, I I couldn't go that far because I don't know what specifics they will be doing to make yeah. the transition. But what I always tell people is, like I was saying before, much of the food we eat today, there's addiction baked into it. So what you really want to do is do something that is going to restart your taste buds so that you are actually light, healthy food. Mm. See, most people have very immature taste buds and they need to be matured. And so that's why, again, why, in my opinion, like people do well on in my program is because they're able to go through clean out their taste buds, and now fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds actually taste good. Yeah. And guess what? All that food before that wasn't healthy for you, it doesn't taste as good anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I've taken your cleanse, and I've, it, it, it did help me. Um, like, I, I, I went through it, and it was awesome. And I went back to, well, you know what? Not all the way back to my regular lifestyle, because I think after the last cleanse, I stopped eating chicken. and. Okay. I think I tried to eat chicken and it just didn't make me feel good. It won't taste the same. Yeah, it, it, it didn't. So no. I literally, and every now and again, like if my wife orders a 10 piece, I'll have one. Yeah, right? and, the, and you know what's funny is it's a slippery slope. It's like we talked about with moderation. Yeah. As you eat more and more, it's going to taste more and more like what you used to Remember? taste. taste right. like. You see what I'm saying? Now you've sort of erased all of the benefit of I actually like healthy stuff for me now. You know what? Yeah, here's my. Every time we do an interview, and this is our third time, I do the cleanse. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it's such a powerful conversation. Maybe like, this is to... like the in, your internal 
uh, loving self saying, hey, interview him so we could do this cleanse. Yes, <laughs> this is me loving me. Actually, interviewing you was uh, my idea. But anyway. I want to shift gears just for a second because um, you were in the corporate space technically for a while. You worked in a pharmacy as a pharmacist, but now you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? What was the motivating factor? Because people will say, wow, you know, he's a doctor of pharmacy. You're successful. I know what kind of money that person makes. And you walked away from that to now pursue your own idea. Right. And in entrepreneurship, you have to you have to figure out the system in which you're going to earn money every single day. Um, What was the shift for you that said, you know what, I don't want to be here other than you tell us what was the shift that said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to become an entrepreneur. Well, I think the first, I had a few shifts. Mm -hmm. And so the first shift was me. I started, I started my journey and then lost almost 50 pounds. And I thought it was impossible because I had tried every diet and every workout program, everything from P90X to Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. None None of it worked. And then I do this one thing in 21 days, I lose 17 pounds and I do it for 60 days and I use 45 pounds. Wow. And the other side to that is that I had high blood pressure since I was 16. I got diagnosed when I was 16. And at the time I only had 5% body fat. I was an athlete um, and it didn't matter. There was no reason for it. So like I chalked it up to heredity and I just said like, I gotta have this cause my dad got it, my grandmother got it. Like it just rose like that. And after the 60 days, not only did I lose the 45 pounds, but now my blood pressure was normal. It was like an adolescent teenager. And so this is what shifted me as a practitioner. It was like, wait, so 70% of the people coming into the hospital have high blood pressure. Right. And we give them a tablet and we tell them, you're going to have to take this for the rest of your life. Either I need a Nobel Prize. Right. Or there's something that I wasn't taught. Okay. And so I took it as there was something I wasn't taught. And so that was the first shift. I went from feeling like I was really helping people because, you know, when people come into hospital and they would see me, they'd be like, wait, he's got a white coat on? That's a doctor? Mm-hmm. They're like, if they're black, like, they're coming to me. Right. Like, even if they got a doctor right there in front of them, they're like, can I talk to him? And so because of that connection, when I transitioned and and my life and my health got better, I started to feel like a hypocrite. I literally went from feeling like I was healing people because I was giving them advice mm-hmm. to now I felt I really felt like a drug dealer. Mm. And so that was the first shift. And the second shift was when I started to attempt to work within the environment and do what I was doing, even though I was helping people, it was shunned by the administration. And so I realized the only way for me to really impact people and show people really what I wanted them to know was I was going to have to get autonomy. I was going to have to step outside of this. Did you have any desire prior to that experience ever to become an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. I've always been an entrepreneur, to be honest with you. Um, You know, even even like I had a pharmacy inside of a a medical practice with 21 doctors. I got an award for that. So like I've always had, I can go back years before that. I was in the real estate. Got you. You know, so, so it was your experience with your own health that helped you to kind of discover what your passion 
then yeah, in terms I, of entrepreneurship. My purpose. Your purpose. Yeah, like there's a difference. That, well, you're, you could be passionate about your purpose, and most Absolutely. people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I discovered in making my own transition was my purpose. I thought my purpose was, I knew my meaning was in the health. Mm-hmm. I discovered my purpose in what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, so working in the hospital, I still didn't feel for, fulfilled. Working for the FDA, I still didn't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, I even worked in Japan at a hospital, thinking like being abroad and working in a hospital, I'm going to feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Still didn't feel fulfilled. It wasn't until I started doing like writing my book, and once that book was finished and I started to get the feedback from people like, hey, this changed my life, I'm like, this is my purpose. I, I got yeah. it. So, so talk to me about like, how you built your business. Because you yeah. you do really well, Bobby. You do really yeah, well. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How did you build it? I think my whole idea was um, I looked at where I wanted to go. I was like, all right, I need to be in this new space that is unoccupied. And what I mean, mean by that is, is that typically you don't see a credentialed healthcare professional go into this space of, now I'm not using traditional medicine. It's normally just a person who found veganism and said, yeah, not veganism. Or but just health and wellness. Yeah, yeah, health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, I'm going to make the course. Right. And I'm going to sell the book. Yeah, but you're yeah. like literally documented. Yeah. So like I realized it was like an uncharted path. And so I was like, well, I think the first thing I need to do is use the advantage of I am credentialed and write a book. And that will give me like sort of the. Hey, he's credentialed, and he wrote a book. So you wrote the book first, or you made the cleanse first? Actually, I was doing the cleanse for myself. Yourself, then you wrote the book. And I never thought about a business with the cleanse. Right. So I wrote the book, and I remember my first book signing. I had no idea who was going to show up. You got to understand, like, I moved away from the U.S. for, like, five or six years, and when I moved away, somehow being plant-based became popular. I guess the what the health or what have you. yeah. So when I, before I moved away, it was not popular. It was not cool. Like people looked at me like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then so when I come back, I still have that frame of mind. So when I'm having a book signing, I'm thinking about the events I used to try to have and nobody would show up. Mm-hmm. But I'm, it's my passion. It's my purpose. I'm still going to have a book signing. Mm-hmm. And so I have this book signing and nobody signed up like two weeks out. And then the week of it's sold out. Mm. And so when it sold out and I... What were you doing? Because events don't just sell out, right? Well, What was was your genius? I think the the genius part that I wasn't aware of was why I was traveling the world. Because like during that five or six years, I probably went to about 56 countries. Mm. And as I was traveling, I was showing people like, hey, I'm here in South Africa on Tabletop Mountain in this cave with this this herbalist who's showing me herbs. Like I would do videos, show that kind of, I'd be in Namibia, I'd be in Italy, I'd be all these places, Peru, Honduras. I went to Dr. Sebi's um, village there. So like, Mm. I would just document, just showing people. Now I I wasn't doing this as part of the plan, but I was just living my life, showing them like, this is my life. And people enjoyed the travel. So part of the travel for me was go learn with people who are, herbalists, spiritual gurus, and shamans, things of that nature. And so I guess that would probably be phase zero, but I uncalculated phase zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I got ready to write the book, I I said, wait, I'm going to help them. I had like 3,000 followers. 
I'm going to get them to help me pick the cover. So I put out like different covers and say, hey, you like this cover? They're like, no, we like this one. So I picked that one. And then they were like, well, what's the book about? And I would tell them what the book is about. And then, um, you know, I sent DMs to people like, hey, I'm having this book signed. Do you want to come? So like people wanted to meet me because I was just this black dude traveling around the world. And to them, I was like, well, let me meet this this dude seems pretty interesting. I'm not into yeah. that whole plant-based stuff, mm-hmm. but like right. pretty interesting. <laughs> right, right. And so I think that was part of the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it sold out. It went amazing. And I remember like you asked me about the detox. Again, like I understood that people read a book, like me, you read a book and you like, what else? Mm, yeah. And I was thinking, well, what is my what else? And I was like, well, I'll do this detox. And I was working with people individually. And I always tell people, no matter what your health issue is, start with a detox. Because when you cleanse and restore the body, it will heal itself. Mm. Okay? And so I was like, I guess my detox is going to be my product. But I don't think anybody's going to buy it. But I I put like 20 out at the book signing. Mm -hmm. And at the the end of the book signing, like, you know, it's like you're an entrepreneur. You go to check on things. How many more books do we got left? Like, no, we sold out of every book. Really? And they're like, yeah. I was like, but we only had 150 people here. We had 200 books. They're like, yeah, people bought five books. Wow. And then I'm like, wait, did, some, did you guys let people take the cleansers? <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I thought they took the cleansers. It was like, no, people bought them all. We got all. the bag. They bought yeah. them all. We sold out of everything. And right. so that was the first time I really looked at it as a product. Like mm-hmm. Before then, I was just like, this is what I'll use with people I work with one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so... That's really how everything grew. Um, it grew from there, and everything since that time has been just more education, more engagement, and uh, getting feedback from people. Like, what they, what do people say they need? 2019. I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. How many cleanses did you sell? In 2019? Last year. Probably about 5,000. 5,000 cleanses. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. When did you start? Your business. 2018. 2018. Do you remember how many cleanses you sold in 2018? I, I don't know uh, how many cleanses I sold because, you know, like when you, that was my real first year as this type of entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very new space for me. So all I'm focused on is like serving people and helping people. I'm not really focused on the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really figure out the numbers until, because again, like I didn't start my business until May of 2018. Okay. I had my book signing on April 22nd. Mm-hmm. And so the business initiated on April 22nd. Okay. There was no transactions before that. So I had, what, eight months of 2018. And then, so I really didn't understand the financial success until I had to do my taxes. Got you. So there's, uh, there's going to be some people who are watching this that are trying to get into the health and wellness space. Yeah. And you said a couple of things that not just for health and wellness based entrepreneurs, but for entrepreneurship period, it's so interesting. I tell people all the time, the way to build one business is really the way to build any business, yeah. right? And you talked about this is really important for our audience to understand. Uh, Dr. Bobby was living his life, documented and shared it. Yeah. I'm right? sorry, I just did it. You're in a seven-figure business, yes? That's that's, that's some calculations. I'm sorry, go ahead. It hit me like, you you were living your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You better be out here. In these streets. 
<laughs> I love black we, we are going to get to that, though. Um, living your life, documenting it, sharing photos. You weren't really worried about being picture perfect and what I'm going to post and having the perfect caption. You no, just lived no. your life, put it out there, and people started to respond to it. Yeah. And then began to see you as a resource, either for travel experiences or for health and wellness tips. Yeah. Created a product, and the, you built it, and they came. Yeah. Basically. So everything that you did to really launch your business to its initial success was just organic, pure organic attraction. Yeah. Meaning no paid marketing, no influencers. Yeah, I still started paid marketing this year. All right. Like, I, have you seen like an extreme uptick like through, to like the COVID? I can't tell them, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Facebook ads are like. I don't think that there's a thing. No, 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 not, so, not necessarily the ads, but just in terms of crushing. where we are in the world because mm-hmm. there's a lot more money flowing through the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you, have you seen like an uptick in sales through this? Yes. It's killing it. Yes. Because last year was good. But I, this year. I think. So you're I, selling more than 5,000 detoxes this year. I have no idea. what you're selling. Oh, no, you know the exact number last year. Now you have no idea. Okay. Because I don't really do numbers until like. Once I have to do taxes. Right, right, right. For sure. And although, Why is that? Because my whole motto around entrepreneurism is focus on the outcome and then come the income. Mm, it's not really... Keep working. Not vice versa. If you focus on the money, you're going to get away from serving people. You're going to get away from the purpose, the meaning, the passion. When you just focus on the money, it becomes a thing. Well, not even really as to focus on the money, but just to understand the supply and demand of your business. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a business coach. You may not know that. So when you say that you don't know where your numbers are, for me, it's like, oh, God, what do you mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just so that we can be prepared. So if you don't know what you've been selling all year, then how do we prepare for a Black Friday or how do we prepare for... <laughs> holiday season or are you just not trying to tell Shans your numbers (laughs) I say it loosely because like (laughs) I do month month comparisons okay but I don't necessarily when I do the month comparison I'm looking to see if there was an uptick or downtick I also know that there are seasons within businesses too like during the summer months my business goes down a little bit because people think they're healthier. They're outside more. They're eating more fruit more because active. fruit grow during the, the summer. They're more active. They're traveling. They're happier. Mm-hmm. So during those months, my business do, doesn't do as great as the other months. Mm-hmm. So it's really during the winter months because people are eating candy for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Tears down their immune system. Mm-hmm. They go into Thanksgiving. They eat all kind of rich food there. Tears down their immune system. They go into holiday parties for Christmas and then finally Christmas. To, and the stress of presents. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. People get sicker during winter months thinking it's because it's cold outside. No, it's not. But really, we're enjoying and indulging in all of this comfort trash food wow. and it's tearing our immune system I just system saw down. the light bulb yeah, go off in your it's, head. It's, all that food is warming to the <laughs> body. All that type of food, it warms the body. Like, fruit don't warm the body. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't give you so that. So even though I love it, most people instinctually don't think of fruit during the winter because like they want things that are warm. Mm-hmm. I so, want caramel, mm, apple pie, butter pecan, ice cream. 
Yeah, um, and and I love fruit, but I also love apple pie and butter pecan ice cream and things like that. I just got it. So a year or so ago, I was literally having a debate with someone about the fact that temperature doesn't make you sick. Oh, well, the cold doesn't make you sick. And I'm like, it does. People get sicker in the winter. So it has to be the fact that they're outside with no coats, chest exposed. You know, your mom, my mom anyway, tells me you got a cold because you had a chest all out. You need to cover up, put a scarf on and, you know, all that stuff. And so that's what we believe. And maybe there is some truth to that. There's a, 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 a small truth to it, meaning that the cold weather will innervate your body. Like you have to understand, as, especially as people of color, we're people of color because we evolved around the equator of the mm-hmm. world, which is the where the heat is in the world, the tropical countries. And because we developed there, our bodies, our genetics are used to tropical weather. Which is and why so we now we're here weather. in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah, like during the cold month it will innervate the body and make it more predisposed to being sick. But if you taking <laughs> care of the body, this is why I was I was telling even my membership. My membership I was telling them the whole summer, go outside, get sun, go outside, get sun. Because the sun gives us vitamin D, and the vitamin D is very critical to our immune system. Mm. You see what I'm saying? When you're outside, you're breathing fresh air. You're not breathing recycled air inside of the house. Mm -hmm. So all of these things are very important. It's going to make you want more water if you're outside, so now you're drinking more water. You're going to like things like fruit because they're cooling to the body. So it uh, it has like this domino effect. And so, like, that whole whole summer month, I'm telling them to go outside so that they can build up their vitamin D stores. Mm-hmm. Mm. Be active so they can right. crave fruits, vegetables, water-based Indeed. You can foods. juice all these things. They yeah, have hydration crazy. in them. I feel like yeah. I, I just got a lot smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So, uh, I, I, I know we got uh, we to gotta, we gotta wrap up a little bit, but um, my question for you, okay, it's how much money on display. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> how much money Let me ask you: You got an affiliate link for your program? For my membership? For your your membership or your detox? Yeah. Uh, so for my, um, I, do I have an affiliate? <laughs> no, I don't. But I'm interested. We need to set that yeah, up. We yeah, we need down. to um, set yeah, that up. We need to set that yeah. up for sure. Yeah, okay, for sure, that's my sure. only question. All right, cool. So, lastly, with this whole um, this whole COVID thing that's happening right now, what do you see over the next twelve months in terms of the state of the world's health, yeah, especially in America. And even sooner, what do you see for the winter yeah. months? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I think because this whole time we've wasted with only wearing a mask, only washing our hands, only sheltering in place, uh, people haven't been focusing on their actual health. Mm. Uh, and people have actually been eating worse because they've been sheltering That's in place. I think, unfortunately, you're going to see an uptick and the amount of cases. Uh, I always tell people, corona is real, but like, if you have a strong immune system, it's just like, it's just like the flu to most people. Mm-hmm. And so I think, unfortunately, because people haven't been minding their health in, during this time, there will be an uptick uh, in the number of cases. Um, so that's the unfortunate side. But what I tell people is this, like, I, mm-hmm. and I think this is the biggest message around that. There's something called herd immunity that most people aren't familiar with. And her immunity is this. Every virus works like this. The virus either gives you immunity or it doesn't. So let me give you the the contrast between the two. 
you have something like herpes or HIV, that doesn't give you immunity. It mm -hmm. stays in your body forever, mm -hmm. okay? And then it plateaus, okay? Mm -hmm. With viruses like coronavirus and flu and measles, you get it and it gives you immunity. Like when we were kids, you got the measles. Your mm -hmm. grandmother would say, your cousin got the measles. Go in the room, sit in with him. Now you got the measles. Now you're immune to it. Mm -hmm. It gave you immunity, mm -hmm. okay? This is how herd immunity works in that case. The more people who get exposed to the virus, they actually protect more people. Meaning, mm -hmm. the virus will get up to a certain threshold and then it will, it will lose its capacity for resources, the resources being people. Mm -hmm. So once it loses capacity for resources, it just dies out. And we know that to be true because there's four other coronaviruses. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have MERS, SARS is what mm -hmm. most people are familiar with. And those viruses came they and died we, out. Mm -hmm. They died out because we essentially practiced herd immunity. That means that we didn't shelter in place. We mm -hmm. didn't wear masks. We didn't wash our hands. We got the virus. We built immunity to it, and that built protection. Whereas in this case, we didn't do that. We did the total opposite. Why do you think that happened? I can't speculate. I mean, like, I will only be speculating, like, that's I'm, what we're I'm, doing, though. I'm not, no, <laughs> see, this whole time, we think that Atlanta promoters are irresponsible. They're really, really scientists. They're, yeah. they're scientists. You know what I'm they knew. We got a party through I, this whole... I think, I, I think, that, I think <laughs> there's... <He's> so irresponsible. <laughs> I think there's an agenda in place, and I don't know what that agenda is. But I do know um, from what has, I've seen this year is allowed them to have more control over the population. Absolutely. It, like, And I think the fearing that has come with it, like not only the fear mongering they've done, but like the fear from wearing a mask and not being able to see people's face. Mm -hmm. Last year, this time, if somebody was wearing a mask walking into the store, it would have scared the hell out of you. Yeah. And so now we don't know psychologically, but we're still experiencing that. We can walk right past somebody we know yes, with a mask on and not even know it's them. That's real. And so like these things not only have psychological impact, but they're also impacting our immunity because we're not building that herd immunity. We're not getting exposed to things. Now, me, I was in China in December of last year when Corona broke, broke out. I was in China and Thailand. Mm. I'm, I have most certainly had coronavirus, mm -hmm. most certainly. And I think what people are attempting to do is run from the virus by sheltering in place and that sort of thing. But in my opinion, according to history and how we've worked against viruses, it's always been better the more exposed you are to it, you get immunity. I mean, my grandmother taught me that. Yeah. You understand? So, mm. wow. That is awesome. Wow. See? Now, so um, don't scroll past those Atlanta Club Flyers, okay? <laughs> we need herd immunity. All right, cool. Um, well, Dr. Bobby, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Um, this is this is very uh, enlightening. I yeah. think we need to have more and more just as like a – as the resident health coach. I think it's a responsible conversation to have for sure. Um, because I think, you know, we only know what we know, right? Indeed. And so we only do based on the knowledge that we have and exposure changes lives. So okay. I think it's a really great um, thing to consider to have you come back and, and talk more Almost um, about health and wellness and talk, uh, tell everybody what I'd like for you to do. Um, well, you, you kind of did it, but summarize one more time, maybe three things that I can walk away with, our audience can walk away with right now that are actionable, that we can apply to our lives right now that can at least put us on the right track to 
become a little better? Yeah, so the first thing is do no harm. Uh, so take away the foods that are actually suppressing your immune system. And those are going to be the rich foods, unfortunately, the foods that we love and taste the best. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to incorporate foods that actually boost your immune system. So that's the first thing. Do no harm, then do goodness. And that goodness is actually foods that boost your immune system. Fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then the third thing I would say is cleanse and detox your body. And I say that because that's essentially my healing philosophy. Mm -hmm. Do no harm. Heal yourself by nourishing yourself, cleanse and detox yourself, because unfortunately we live in a very toxic society, and that's going to build immunity, that's going to contribute to you living a healthier life, and that's also going to contribute to a lot of prevention when it comes to not only coronavirus, but chronic illnesses as well. So you not only have the information and the education, but you also have the resources. So I know that you have a group, and you have an actual detox that people can get from you. Can you tell us how to... Get access to that. So you can go to drbobbyprice.com uh, to check out my detox. I have a 14-day and a 28-day, which you can do individually, and people do well with that. But I actually have a group detox that I do at the top of every year because typically people are making those resolutions at the top of the year that you go through the detox with me. Uh, it's an herbal detox, and you're also given a meal plan. You're given recipes. You're giving one-on-one, I don't want to say one-on-one -on -one coaching, but group coaching twice a week with me inside of a Facebook group. And so people usually first very well inside of the, that setting because they have the support. So I would say that um, those are the two options for you. And then just checking out the book too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the book is a great starter point for most people, education over medication, for them to at least see a lot of the myth, lies, and truths behind food and modern medicine. Yeah, can we, you got, are, are you able to set up like a discount code for our listeners? Can we figure sure. out how to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could set that up. Well, I'm glad awesome. the answer was yes. Let's yeah. take, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, awkward. No, we can't. No, we can't, Dave. <laughs> asking me that on let's, camera. Let's all take the cleanse together. Okay, y'all? Let's do it. You have until December together. 1st to register yeah. for your group. Yeah, it got to December 1st to register for the group. And the reason why is because due to COVID, we can only do 200 people. Uh, we typically do around 250, 300, but this year we can only do 200 people inside of the group. And so um, I had to create the deadline as December 1st for that. So we could do a uh, code like S4S10 um, okay. and uh, give them like uh, 10% off. Okay. And we'll right. have that, that ready. I'll have that ready by, by the time yeah. we put up. this up. Give us your uh, Instagram, your website, and take us out. What okay, cool. So, you can close out strong. How yeah. about that? Though? I can do that? You can close okay, out. I, I'll, yeah. do that. So, I'll do that. Uh, my Instagram is okay. Dr. Holistic. That's D-O-C-T-O-R Holistic. Um, also on Facebook is Dr. Bobby Price and YouTube. And my website is drbobbyprice.com. I appreciate you guys. Oh, no doubt. And uh, as always, this uh, episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, the only, the only group where People gather entrepreneurs from all across the country every single morning, 8.15 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yes, I am coaching um, hundreds of people every single morning. So be a part of it. You can start for a dollar, a dollar trial. Okay, go to themorningmeetup.com. And I want to say thank you, uh, Dr. Bobby Price. And um, Donnie, close out. Absolutely. Thank you. This was definitely a pleasure. We, we all can agree that we learned a whole lot. Um, one thing that I would like to say is um, 
a lot of people talk about the fact that eating healthy is boring, right? And I agree that eating healthy is boring, but if you ask a person who is laying in the bed for years in a hospital dying, right? Which boring they would prefer? Right, the boring exactly. of eating healthy or the bore, the boring of sitting there unable to be physically present while you're still alive? I think that kind of, you know, people ask me all the time in business, well, what motivates you to work? And I'm like, just keep looking at your bank account, right? And so the same thing, what motivates you to become healthy and eat healthy? Well, just look at your life and, and your health record. Right. And make a determination. Um, Guys, do the right thing. I think uh, you should go to the website and let's really do this detox program together and then uh, get into Dr. Bobby's group and continue to be accountable to taking it beyond the detox because we do so many detoxes and we just go right back to the same trash behavior. And uh, like eating sushi and stuff like that. We have, yeah, we shut up. (laughs) 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 They're going to kill me for telling you to shut up and they never talk about you throwing me under the bus ever. Y'all better stop it. All that bullying y'all do. No, but seriously, we have to have that, that paradigm shift that says, okay, let's get it together. And I'm, Honestly speaking, I don't know, you know, if I'm ready. There ha- there's there's always some pivotal moment or experience that makes you decide to be ready. For you, it was seeing your own transformation, like this is it for me. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know when that's going to come. You probably will see me eating sushi again. I'm sure of it. I want it today. Start with In why. Fact, um, <laughs> no, I want it again today. Uh, anyway, so thank you guys for tuning in. As um, as always, you know that I am the coach of some of your most favorite coaches, helping you to put valuable information in the streets and on the internet. And if you are looking to grow your business as a coach or consultant or digital information uh, provider, then I am who you need to get with. You can find me on Instagram. You'll see it on this video or at www.sixfigureedu.com. There it is. All right. Dr. Bobby, thank you so much. Indeed. Make sure you follow Dr. Bobby Price and uh, take that cleanse. Okay, let's get, let's get healthy. All right, we're out of here. Peace.